Hey, all you rad dads out there. Hey, what's up, everyone? Brett here, bringing you another episode of the Rad Dad Show, the parenting podcast where we ask inspiring dads the question, what does it mean to be a rad dad? On this episode, Rad Dad Mike sits down with Canada's first professional skateboarder, Kevin Harris. Kevin began skating in the 70s and joined the infamous Bones Brigade, Pal Peralta's skate team, in 1982. A few years later, he started Ultimate Skateboards and grew it into Canada's largest skateboard distributor, and he still runs Ultimate today. He's run the iconic skate parks, the Richmond Skate Ranch and RDS Skate Park, the magazine, Concrete Skateboard Magazine, and so many more achievements. And on top of all that, Kevin's a dad to two sons, Aaron and Colby. Kevin stops by to chat about how skateboarding has shaped his parenting style, including how skateboarding teaches you how to adapt and how to overcome obstacles in your path. So what are we waiting for? Let's get into it. Here's Kevin Harris on The Rad Dad Show. Good day, Rad Dads. I have a, a guest. Uh, everyone will probably know. Who are you, sir? My name is Kevin Harris. Fantastic. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. Wicked, wicked, wicked. So you're a dad. How many yes. kids do you have? I have two kids. Yes. And man, time goes fast. Like it does. It, I'm old now. <laughs> now. Nah. But uh, yeah, they're um uh 30. What, what my one kid, my oldest one's 32-ish and or 33, and the other one's 30, 31. So oh, wow. um yeah, but uh you know, basically when they were old enough to walk, especially my youngest one, Kobe, he was on a skateboard. And, you know, what I felt was super cool about that, that wasn't just because I skateboarded. He's seen it. He wanted to get involved in it. And uh, right from very early ages, he was he was hooked, which was cool to see as a as a dad going, hey, my kid is naturally going into skateboarding instead right. of me going, hey, you need to skateboard. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's awesome. What's the name of your other child? Um, so it's Aaron. So I, I really lucked out as a, as a father is um, got an amazing family. So I was married at uh, 20 years old. So we're oh, coming wow. up to our 38th anniversary now or whatever the heck it is. And um, I had the best of both worlds. So I had my youngest who was totally sports minded, though, super good snowboarder, super good skateboarder, you know, video guy. Uh, all He runs a lot of the social media stuff for our company. And my other guy was like, like, like the MacGyver fixes anything so i'm not that mr fix it guy so i had the best of both worlds something breaks down my son fixes it and i had the other one to go snowboarding and skateboarding with and all that so it was pretty awesome and it still that's is sweet. that's sweet so what makes you makes you a rad dad or do you feel you're a rad <laughs> I don't, dad? yeah i don't think i try to be but i mean you know skateboarding to me unlike any other sport other like you know hockey baseball anything like that when you skateboard, I don't care how old you are, you kind of get that youth. It's it's the fountain of youth, you know. It's it's you still listen to the coolest music that's going on. You're still tied into, you know, the guys up and coming skating it. You know what it's like. I mean, when you skateboard, it's just a different thing. And it, and if that turns out to be that you're a rad dad because of that, without trying, yeah, I guess you're a rad dad, right? Because you know I. Uh, you know, one of my kids, especially the youngest one, when he started, you know, skateboarding and snowboarding all the time, it was going to the skateboard park. I mean, it's totally different than dad who plays baseball, bringing his son to the baseball park. I mean, you go to, 
a skateboard park with your kid. Now you got the father son. And I guess at that time, I was probably one of the earliest phases of seeing a dad and a kid skateboard. So this would have been mid nineties, which is kind of unheard of. Now you see it, of course, a lot more with the, the dad and the kid are skateboarding. But back then it was very unusual. It was one of the Absolutely. few people at that, that kids, right? So. Oh, that's, that's sweet. Yes. Um, where in your career were you when you had your kids? Um, yeah, great question. Um, at the peak of it, like, you know, I, I never, like, great story on that. We were building the mini chin with Lance Mountain in 1987 at the skate park, at the Richmond Skate Ranch. And busy part of my career, right? Traveling the world, building skateboard parks, starting ultimate distribution. So I look back now going, how did my wife and I ever do it? The last thing I needed in my life, even though I wanted them, was a kid because I was, it was crazy. So I'll never forget this. I'm building, we nearly finished the mini chin. Audrey, my wife, comes downstairs and I'm, I'd be building 12 hours a day, building these ramps with Lance. And she goes, um, I'm pregnant. And I remember this looking going, that can't happen right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, you just, uh, great. I've always wanted kids, but when you're, like seriously during that time in 87 i might have been home for a dozen days in the whole year so thank god my wife worked for the airlines and fly into different countries but that's how busy our life was so oh, wow. aaron was born first he always tells me now well i want to go to this place in that country in this country and it's like you did that buddy when you were two three four five eight months old he was traveling the world with us as a baby but of course he doesn't re remember going to these countries right but um yeah so it was it was just one of those things that you just adapted, but um, 87 was 87 to 89, right in that time period when my, when Aaron was just a, you know, a baby, that was some of the most, uh, you know, traveling times of my life, right? Wow. It was just one after the other. It was come home, get some new clothes and go again. Holy smokes, busy man back then, eh? It was, I, I seriously look back now going, I mean, we're, we're still really busy now in the skateboard industry and stuff, but Back then, I was just like, you know, packing a, a baby around to different countries is a lot of work. <laughs> it is, it is. Absolutely. Yeah, but so, I had, a, you know, support of people around me, so it's good. <laughs> so has, has uh, fatherhood changed you in any way? Oh, yeah, for, for sure. I mean, it changes your life, right? It, it, yeah. um, it's, it's um, I mean, I, I honestly look back now going, I wish I had more kids. Oh, really? But, um, yeah, but you know, at that time you're just so busy. Can you do a third one and a fourth one? And, and, uh, but man, I, I've got, and again, I, I, I put it all as a skateboard. And I mean, so many of my friends around me that don't skateboard or, or the parents are like, I can hardly wait till my kid's 18 years old and moves out of the house and gets a job and he's driving me crazy. I was the opposite. Like my wife and I were, were like, you know, balling our heads off when both kids eventually left the house because you lose kind of your not only your father you lose your best friends oh, but wow. right so we still see them all the time and stuff but when they leave the, the nest um it's it, it was devastating to me because you know instead of and even when my kids got this driver's license now we can go to a skateboard park on its own like how did I know that I, <laughs> <laughs> bring dad bring dad yeah bring dad along right yeah. <laughs> did you have any fears becoming a dad yeah um 
but I think my wife and I have always looked at things like even when we started, you know, our businesses around, around skateboarding, I had no idea how to do all that, but you just adapt. And it was the same thing. Sure. You're nervous about, okay, you got a, a baby on the way, but you just adapt and deal with it. And, and of course it's the, it's the best thing that can ever happen to you in your life and to be, you know, a father. <clears throat> oh, absolutely. I agree. I totally agree with that. What's the most rewarding aspects of being a father? I think this, seeing your kids develop, you know, over the time and be super good people at the end of the day. So I hope I've shown them kind of where to be, but my kids now, like, you know, just after this, I'm going up to Sunshine Valley, which is um, some recreational property that we own and we're the developers up there. My son, the oldest one, the MacGyver I was telling you about, he does all the snow clearing up there. He deals with all the people up there. And it's amazing when I go up there where people come up, I don't even know these people. And are you Aaron's dad? Yeah. Oh my God, I'd adopt that kid in a heartbeat. He does this and does that for me. So it's nice to hear all the positive, you know, stuff around me. And I do go back to, it's it's a big part of, of skateboarding and the culture around that, right? That even though my older son didn't skateboard or snowboard a lot, he was still around it, right? Yeah. He was still in that interest. And, you know, I, I've got people in my life that are outside skateboarding that are more corporate business guys. And it's nowhere close to dealing with what the skateboard industry, how we deal with that as a, as a, as a family, right? And uh, so I've learned now being nearly six years old is the skateboard industry is, and I've always known this, but knowing it more recently is, is so different than anything else. And it's such a, a family thing. Like, and I think everybody in the world got to see that in the Olympics for the first time on, when the girls were skating at the park. Um, and that's what skateboarding's always been. And But I grew up with, oh my God, you know, you're a skateboarder in the eighties, like we were talking about before. Oh, you must be drug addict and you must uh, yeah. be a double and uh how dare you skateboarder and you got kids like and you're you're a skateboarder oh hang on you're a professional skateboarder like what how does that work like you're honestly telling skateboarding you can put food on the table for your kids yeah that like that's the dream for a lot of skateboarders is to to do that like put food on the table by being a skater you know or or skateboarding right so when i first got my paycheck for skateboarding i was just like I was, my, my brain was like, that doesn't work. Like you're paying me to skateboard. Like, <laughs> you know? And if somebody would ask me, if somebody would ask me back then, if my graphic and everything was still desired around the world and I'd still have this kind of thing, I'd be just like, nah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think, I, I think Powell sells more to my boards, way more in my boards now than they ever did. Oh, really? When- they're all freestylers in the 80s, right? <laughs> well, it's very popular on the skateboard sites. That's for yeah, sure. It's, cool. it's, it's super nice to see, and I'm very humbled by it, right? Kinda yeah, cool. absolutely. Yeah, with your, you just had the release of the Maple Street skateboard yeah. that you had with your friend, and yep. then you re released your Powell graphic, which is an amazing. Like, I got both. So oh. I'm pretty stoked about that. Nice, nice. <laughs> I mean, it's been so iconic, right? Like, you know, the people that have sent me stuff from around the world that have got it tattooed on them. And, you know, one of the biggest things with, um, with my youngest, uh, Kobe, he got my graphic tattooed on him. And that was, that was like, you know, I really lost it when I seen that. Cause he didn't tell me he was going to get it done. Then all of a sudden, I don't know, we were up to dinner or whatever. And he shows me this graphic. So that was, that was That's one awesome. of the, 
atmosphere. That was pretty cool. That's so rad. That's that's just awesome. Uh, can you describe your relationship with your father? Oh yeah. So um, going back to that that Maple Road thing, and again, at the time you take it for granted, but looking back now, it was so rare. So my mom and dad on Maple Street allowed us to build a ramp in their backyard. So at like when I got into it at 13 years old, I didn't know what the hammer how to work all that crap, right? <laughs> so but there was no parents that were going to come out and help you build a skateboard ramp. They don't know what they're doing. This is a brand new thing. Yeah. So we'd look at skateboard magazines and and figure out how to build these things, but it turned me into like I could have made a living being a skateboard park builder because we learned how to build and the ramp that we had in our backyard, I swear to God now, through 78, 79, 80, was the best vert ramp in all of Canada. Didn't oh. know it at the time, but crazy. You know, pool coping, state of the art, you know, super wide for its time. Um, some of the best skateboarders on the planet skated it. Um, so my mom and dad were incredible supporters of skateboarding. And where I had other friends that skateboarded where their parents were like, yeah, no, this is not working. Go play baseball. Yeah. Uh, right. So my mom and dad were super supportive. So I had a great relationship. And then when we started Ultimate Skateboard Distributions in 85, first distribution network in Canada for skateboarding, um, I needed the support because I was traveling so much. And my and so my dad helped out hugely to, wow. to, to be that guy that was, you know, and it was in 85, it was expanding like crazy. So we were kind of like doubling every month, right? So more employees, more space, more inventory. So it was, you know, pretty chaotic. And he was there to support it 100%. Oh, wow. That's really awesome. Yeah. It's, it's always nice to have that father support when you're doing things. You know, I like it's main reasons behind Rad Dads is trying to be more of a positive dad influence on our children. You right. know, like a lot of us, we just didn't have it. You know, like personally, my dad thought skateboarding was dumb. He didn't he didn't approve of it at all. You know, he's just like, why would you do something stupid like that? You know, yeah. so it was, it was just not good. Yeah, but and, and, you're, and you're not alone, right? Like I'm going to say 98% of parents, especially back then were just like, no, 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 no. You're not getting into skateboarding. Yeah. Right. And they would have rather had them into hockey or anything else. But, but again, we both know because we've been there, done that, that show me another sport that even comes close. Show me something else that even comes close. Absolutely. The inner thing with skateboarding brings. Because I play hockey, I play baseball. Sure, they're fun. Not even close to what skateboarding no. brings. Not even close. No, skateboarding is, it's a, it's a culture. It, it's, it's, it's different than any other sport out anything. there. And I, I hate even calling it a sport. It, it's got, I can't even think of the word that if you're a true skateboarder, what that really means. And how many people have come up to me in my career, and even when I was at Edmonton, on coming up and going, skateboarding changed my life. And they'll thank me for doing a demo at a mall someplace in like, you know, 1984, where I just come into Grand Prairie for argument's sake, and I leave Grand Prairie, but I did a mall demo. I didn't know what I left behind, but when I left, what I left behind is that 14-year-old that was maybe, you know, thinking which direction he was going to go and getting involved in the wrong crap. And he seen me skateboard and he went out the next day and bought a skateboard and it completely changed his life to the point like if I didn't have a skateboard in my life, I don't know where I'd be in life. I don't know if I'd be around. Right. Absolutely. So they come up and they're big guys sometimes with tattoos and everything. And they kind of double shake your hand. And if anybody population wise are looking at these guys, you would never maybe run into want to run into this guy in the back alley. 
but he's coming up and he's teared in the eyes on how skateboarding changed your life, right? Oh, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I, everything about it I love, right? And that's why I'm still so heavily involved with it. That's awesome. Like, yeah, skateboarding for me has been a blessing. It, it's just, it's created me as a person, I feel. You know, like, yeah, I don't know who I'd be without it. Like, if I didn't yeah. have a skateboard, and who I would I be? You, but, but it also helps you in everything else in life. Right. So skateboarding teaches you something in your brain that when you're dealing with anything else, it's not that brick wall. You'll get around it and get, you know, you'll figure it out because we had to as skateboarders figure it out. Right. Yeah. It gave us a sense of belonging. Yes. You know, yeah. Yeah. We belong to something. We, we created something. It was, it's yeah. just, I try to explain to my wife about skateboarding. Like, cause I, I collect the skateboards all the time and stuff like that. And she's like, why? why i'm like the art is uh, incredible and it brings back memories of what i like who i was as a teenager you know like it just fills me with joy yeah how much skateboarding how many people have been in the skateboard world who still connected that went on to be incredibly successful in other genres but skateboarding helped them get there right like just on and on and on like you know you could have a list of a hundred people in the world that people know are household names that were really created from them skating yeah absolutely i agree 100 yeah. yeah. it's just a, a true way of life you know like yeah. no one can understand what it's like to be a skateboarder nobody yeah. you know yeah. unless you do it, exactly. you do it then you know you just know the family the creativity the the attitude you know it, it's there yeah. Yeah. And if, and if you can go to a skateboard park as a dad and skate with your kid, like, yeah. you know, how cool is that? Right. Like so I thought it was great up with Colby because we were totally two different things. He was doing the street skating thing, of course, because it was the cool thing. And old school dad was doing all this freestyle stuff. Right. But <laughs> there, there was a couple of good, good times at, at skateboard parks. There was a point in the early nineties where what I was doing was totally uncool. Right. So the street skaters out there were like, ah, get out of here, old school guy. And, you know, get out, get <laughs> line of the park and all this but as Kobe started to develop and skateboarding was really kicking in by the later 90s yeah. he we'd go to a park that was like super busy and he goes dad just go over to that flat area over there and start freestyling because half the kids will go over and watch you and it'll free up the rest of the space in the park <laughs> that's awesome so that's, that's cool so how did you deal with being away from your kids I try to take them as much as I can, could. And, um, you know, another big part of my life was 1990, 1991 comes along and street skating had exploded to the point that NSA, which was all the big pro contests in the 80s, were like, hang on, that's a big deal to run every weekend doing yeah. street, vert, and freestyle. Well, hang on here. Rodney's going to win freestyle every single time. So why don't we ax that and do street and vert? So when I knew that, I knew it was kind of the death of freestyle. So there was two things that were going on in my mind was, crap, I love competing. I love being there. I love the whole thing. But now I'm not going to go to eight contests a year anymore. Yeah. There was a whole other side of me. It's like, okay, I get to raise my kids. Right? <laughs> so I was that staying home dad that would get him to school in the morning, you know, meet him at lunch, go to all the field trips, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. Because I, you know, I was flexible enough to do it. But if, if, if street never existed and freestyle was still heavily in, then it still would have been a lot of traveling trying to take my kids when, when I, and when I could, but when they got into the school system would have been a different thing. 
so it was kind of like the the yin and the yang right there was just like there was a big part of me that's like okay my traveling career is over because freestyle is this weird kind of thing off the side that nobody wants to deal with anymore and rodney's converted over to street um versus raising my kids and i don't look back we get regretting anything because i was so thankful i was there on a day-to-day -day basis raising my kids yeah that's that's pretty awesome <clears throat> i myself uh with my kids in their early years uh we chose for me to stay home and raise raise them half kind of half their life you know and that was probably one of the most rewarding things you know to agree 100 so i'm yeah. really happy to hear you did that too because it, 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 it i look back now going man i wouldn't change that for the world no right? not at all like yeah. to just to be more of an influence on my children was great you know like i'm i have a great relationship with my my two daughters you nice. know and Older. my oldest is 26 okay and my youngest is 19. okay and you got a great relationship with them right i mean that's oh, absolutely thing. i i just oh they're beautiful young ladies they're intelligent strong you know and i have that to deal with being being there for them when they were younger you know Good for you, man. That's awesome. Well, oh, thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, uh, that's <laughs> so you just released two new boards uh, out in the world, which was awesome. Uh, what's next for Kevin Harris? Oh my God. <laughs> my life in skateboarding right now, like, okay, so you would know this too. Before COVID, skateboarding was struggling. It right? was. So um it was every year it kind of lost like you know 15 or 20 percent olympics kind of kicks in but it hadn't really jump started it yet right covid kicks in it explodes it right Absolutely. so um, the kid now that was you know in hockey is now the parents want him out of the house so here johnny here's a basketball hoop a bike a scooter or a skateboard so um that lit up which was great for me to see because it got a lot of people into skateboarding that never would have got into skateboarding so i don't know how many times since covid i've talked to parents that were the hockey mom or the soccer mom that are now the skateboard mom yeah right who are like i never knew this existed how cool this thing is and this is a great thing for my kid before covid before my kid wanted to skateboard i would never ever get him into skateboarding but now yeah. that he's in so you hear about that you know a lot <laughs> so what that's done is litting up a lot of things that we were working on before COVID for the skateboard industry that have now tenfold because of COVID. So there's some pretty exciting stuff that the world will see in the next couple of months um, awesome. or to, to, for a big part of skateboarding. I think one of the, the um, one of the great things we got going on, Slam City Jam, of course, was a huge part of skateboarding in Vancouver. We lost that to Alberta, to Calgary which I knew it was gonna fail because people wanna to come to Vancouver. They don't wanna to go to uh, Calgary, so it was a no. fail. But we've always wanted to bring that event back. And uh, we teamed up with the Langley Event Center where the Giants play, it's a huge venue in, in Langley. So we're, we got a, a Slam City style contest, June uh, 10th, 11th, and 12th. Uh, uh, you know, COVID still, however, that's gonna play out. But yeah, absolutely. There, um, you know, everything's ready to go. We got an online platform contest that we're running. We got huge sponsors behind it so um yeah pretty exciting times in skateboarding and i'm part of the olympics for skateboarding um yeah my I, again like, like probably like you too skateboarding is a, a major player like sure i've got other stuff going on but every single day i'm dealing with 
with skating and um and what's super cool about right now is um you know my son who's working hand in hand with me on all these big projects that we're that we're doing so um pretty 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 fun exciting time in my life oh that's awesome that is so awesome so do you have any words of wisdom for the dads out there we're dads any dad any dad any dad i I would say and probably like you right like i'll ask you this question too does time go by fast or what oh it does it does every waking moment that you can with your kids yeah right and be there to support them on anything they decide to do right um and, and and it'll all come out for you when those kids are adults Right. And I've seen the opposite of that. I've seen the parents that were really strict raising their kids, you know, a certain way. And they don't have that relationship with their kids now in their 20s and 30s. Right. And I always want that huge relationship with my kids. I'll, t- I'll tell you, this is one of the best stories I have about parenting is when Stacy Peralta did the Bones Brigade documentary, which I'm sure you've seen. Right. Oh, absolutely. He did that to make sure that the person who knows nothing about skateboarding gets it. So it wasn't made for the skateboard industry. It was made for the person who thought something of skateboarding and they can look at it different. So I think my best story I had on that was my bank manager. I call him up. There's a premier of the Bones Brigade in Vancouver. And I said, Hey, you know, we got some tickets. What are you doing Friday night? You want to bring you and your wife, you know, to watch this, this documentary that my, my friend did. So he was kind of like, sounds good, but he's not a skater. Like he doesn't know it, but he, they're Chinese. Very, very, very strict on how they bring up their kids, yes. right? So piano lessons, four hours a day, all that kind of stuff and do this and do that and do that. Very strict how they did it. So anyway, the wife of my bank manager is sitting beside me and the light, and you've seen it. I mean, I get emotional every time I watch that film. So as the lights come back on in the theater, she's sitting right beside me. I've never met her in my life other than, hey, how you doing, right? So she brings, she get, grabs her purse and she brings out the, the Kleenex and she's wiping her eyes. And she turns to me and she puts her hand on my hand. She goes, when my husband asked me to go to a skateboard premiere on a Friday night, I was like, are you kidding me? But I decided to go because, Kevin, it's you and you're a good client of them and stuff. She goes, you just changed my life on how I'm going to parent my kids. She goes, I got a 13 year old and a 15 year old that I mean this way. And that film just changed. And I go, she goes, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. So I went back to Stacy that same night and told the comments and Stacy came right back to me and says, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to showcase skateboarding to show what a different way you can look at life on how to raise your kids. Oh, wow. That, that's awesome. So right? that off was, that, that off was of that, <clears throat> do you think skateboarding made you the dad that you are? A thousand percent. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. Like just every, everything about what skateboarding has taught me. And, you know, I was that kid in school that there was, there, there was when skateboarding was popular, I was kind of a little bit cool. But when skateboarding was either unpopular or BMX came in or whatever, I was the nerd throw that kid into the locker, you know, body checking in the hallways and stuff, right? And, you know, same thing. Like, I, here I am being a freestyle skateboarder going into a tennis court, lacrosse box with Sean Mortimer, who, you know, wrote the Tony Hawk biography and stuff, and getting kicked out. 
And I'm thinking, hang on, I have a professional skateboarder traveling the world, practicing in a tennis court that there's no other tennis court and security dudes coming and being an asshole to me and kicking me out. And I'm not that guy to confront the security. I just listen and go, yeah, you know, I'm out of here. But thinking to myself is all the brick walls that come up and you've been through it too, what you see in skateboarding has taught me to get around anything else. And I, I say that, I bet I say it once a day, don't put that brick wall in front of me. You know, I'll, I'll get around that brick wall. And that's what skateboarding teaches you. And I think it just keeps you young. So when you've got that five, six year old or the teenager, you're not this old guy that wants to go play bingo and go lawn bowling. You're understanding what that 15, 16, 17 year old going through because you're involved in skateboarding, you're involved with the younger culture. And again, some of the top pro skateboarders in the world call it the fountain of youth. And I, and, and I really do think that's a huge, it keeps you young, right? You know it, right? like, oh, yeah. like if you didn't have skateboarding, who are you hanging out with? You're hanging out with maybe people that are thinking different because that, that stays their life that, Oh my God, I just turned 40 and now I can't do that anymore. Where guys like us, you're like, I don't care if I'm 40, 50, 60, 70, I still want to be part of skateboarding. Exactly. As long as I'm rolling around in the park, doesn't matter if I'm just doing a kick turn in a quarter pipe, I'm still skating, I'm still riding, I'm still part of the, of the culture. And yeah, no, that's all it takes, right? It, it, <clears> absolutely. Right, and it's and it's massive. It is, right? it is. Yeah, uh, I agree. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, like like I said, like uh, I taught my daughters to skateboard, they snowboard, you know, they don't skateboard anymore, but they still continue with snowboarding, but they still look at the culture and understand the culture and you know as a dad to see them develop because of skateboarding too like skateboarding was huge for me you know yeah. they know what it is like every christmas or birthday they find something skateboarding related and they get it for me you know yeah yeah, like, yeah. yeah. it's just yeah, it's, they know snowboard story for me because my son's a really good snowboarder is i remember being the father that was like you know helping him on the chairlist at a young age and bailing them out when they got stuck in the powder and all those things right and you've gone through that too right where yeah. all of a sudden hey i don't have to bail them out of this powder anymore oh great they can get on a chair that by themselves so all moments in time you're like ah, this, i don't have to deal with that anymore right and i never forget when we i don't know kobe must have been about 12 or 13 and now oh my god he's a better snowboarder than me that sucked <laughs> i was like oh Okay, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my my daughter learned switch before I did, so I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll, this I'll sucks. <laughs> yeah, and then you know, my son, I'd be going down, and there's no way I'm going to hit that jump, and he's beside me at 12 years old, taking it without even checking it out first. I'm like, okay, <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. so. As a dad with kids who are no longer at home, how's that affect your relationship with them? still like really strong. Like I'll see my, my son later today, but I miss them. I wish they were, I wish I could spend more, you know, time with them. Um, but it's funny, my wife and I, when we know we're they're coming over for dinner or we're getting together, it's like a super exciting part of the day. You wake up in the morning, oh great, I'm going to see my kid later on today, right? So um, the relationship's super, super strong. And and like I say, I, like, I'm, I, I guess, you know, I'm kind of living the dream as far as like my kids. I had a vision very early in, as I had kids and not that I ever pushed them into it. So it was like, Hey, you need to go to Harvard to become a doctor. I wasn't yeah. that guy, but they just developed on their own. And I supported what they were doing. But I remember having that vision at a young age. I said, it would be so cool. 
since my son's so into skateboarding and snowboarding that he helps support me in the business aspect. Plus, he's does all this, uh, you know, skateboarding and snowboarding also. So that happened. And my other guy that was kind of the MacGyver guy was just like, man, would it be cool, this major project that we have up here that he's my guy. He can fix anything from hydraulics to you, you name it. And that's where I am in life right now. I've got my son that's all over, you know, supporting all the big skateboard projects that we got. And I got my son that's probably, you know, salting and clearing snow right now as we speak, right? Like this, it's the best. That's, that's awesome. That's great to hear. Um, it's, it's nice to know that dads are still continuing on with their relationships with their kids after they've grown, you know, like it was hard for me to become an empty nester at yeah. first, but I kind of enjoy it because it gives me more appreciation for 100%. my daughters. It hits hard, like probably with you for a couple months. And then, then it's just like, okay. And you, you appreciate, and then, you know, you feel a little bit responsible for where they kind of, how they handle life. Right. And exactly. And, and I just tried to show them the, the best way that I could do. And it kind of fed off to them, right? With, again, with no pressure. And I think the opposite effect of that is a guy, you know, like Rodney Mullen, where, where look at what he did to our industry, changed our sport completely, biggest, you know, game changer in skateboarding history. And, but he had unsupported parents, oh, very wow. unsupported parents, huge anti 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 if anybody gets a chance to read sean mortimer's biography on rodney mullen called the mutt i highly recommend it that is the complete opposite that what you and i have talked about yeah wow like oh geez that's that's sad to hear you know having non-supportive parents you know especially oh, and let's look at that from a from a father's point of view right is i'm not saying that i get it but but here's what went down. The kid is one of the most intelligent people in the world, right? He's in and he's even in the top of Mensa. So he's genius IQ, right? So now that kid is, you know, teenage years and he could be a rocket science. So you got the parent going skateboarding, 1979, drug addict. My kid's a freaking genius. Get off the damn skateboard. Yeah. And that was pressure that he had was and he was the cheapest little shy kid right he would be if you had rodney mullen as a son uh when he was growing up he would be the kid that you wanted right he wasn't a troublemaker he was that that kid but the parents wanted nothing to do with skateboarding right and um the, the stories just go on and on and on but that 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 documentary the, the a movie should be made of rodney mullen's life because unlike any other pro athlete at that level there's nobody on this planet that has gone through what he had to go through to skateboard oh, wow that's that's just a shame you know especially yeah. considering he's like probably the world's best skateboarder out there he, with his innovation and everything that he's brought to skateboarding you know like it, it's just sad that he didn't have the backing from his mom and dad. You know? and, and, and you nailed it, right? Sure, there's the Tony Hawks of the world that have brought skateboarding to a whole new level. But as far as the guy that's the most innovative, creative, the most talented skateboarder, there's nobody that he's the Wayne Gretzky, right? There's nobody that comes close. I mean, competing against him, I said it time after time. If I got second to him, it was like getting first, yeah. right? He was untouchable. And what he has brought to skateboarding. I just hope one day somebody does the full movie about that guy. 
And, and anybody gets a chance to read that book, I highly recommend it to show you what society can do to a kid like that and what should have happened. Oh, wow. Yes, I definitely need to read that book. Oh, wow. Um, <clears throat> are there any dads that you look up to? Like, say, fellow skateboarders. Like, do you know any dads that you like, wow, I, I, I wish I was more like that? I think in, in, in my life, I've taken the best. If, if I meet somebody for the first time where it's a close friend or relationship or whatever, I try to take the best out of everybody. Um, so, yeah, there's lots of people around me like, um, uh, you know, Stacy. And it was sad to see uh, his, his son pass away. But there's been I think when I look at all the dads I, I know out there and not to say that I don't know really good dads that had nothing to do with skateboarding, but the best ones have been the skateboard dads that they, it puts them on a different level. They, they seem to be closer with their kids than this, the good dads. So there's good dads. Don't get me wrong. Like lots of people around me, again, nothing to skateboarding who are great dads, but over and above that, there's the dad that skateboards and their kids are into it somehow. So they might go scootering at the skateboard park because yeah. there's seven, eight, nine, but the dad's skateboarding, but there's still, that interaction where dad's taking them to something, a cool spot like that. So they might BMX, they might scooter or whatever, but something about skateboard dads is uh, never really been able to nail it, but it seems to be that they're, and again, now all this history that I've had in skateboarding is those kids have been, the, the skateboard dad that's raised those kids, those kids have been successful. And, and the relationship between the dad and the kids is still really strong when those kids are in their teens, 20s, and 30s. Oh, awesome. It, 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 as a dad, you kind of look back at a lot of things like, you know, like skateboarding really bonded my daughters together with me at a younger age because they got to share. You know, it was about sharing time. Yeah. You know, like I, unfortunately, they don't skateboard anymore, but I miss those times a lot of that. <laughs> you know, like, <clears throat> they still you know they, they still know what's going on and they still follow it right and that, oh, yeah. that's, that's a big part of it right like yeah. sure you may not skate but you know it, as long as you're still involved in the culture right and the oh, people yeah, around absolutely. you yeah i'm sure when you go hang out someplace there's a lot of skateboarders around you with your daughters right oh yeah, so, uh, yeah. my whole all my friends are skaters or ex-skaters now whatever yeah. and my daughters know them like like christian our our, our founder you know like that's their uncle Christian. We've known we've been friends for 25 years plus. And yeah, yeah. You know, they know he him as a skateboarder, you know? Yeah. Like it's just something they know. Like they know skateboarding is a big part of our our lives. And yeah. they're very supportive. Like if we go out skateboarding, my youngest is always, don't break a hip, old man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like yeah. she's on me about it. Yeah. But you know, like she she's so supportive of when I still go out, you know, I'm like, it, we tried to do it like a Sunday morning skateboard run with a bunch of old guys. And, you know, she's like the night before you're going to break a hip old man. You're not young anymore. Don't do this. Don't do that. You know, just kind of motherly at me, but it, yeah. it feels good that she still supports, you know, supports me in that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even like a, like a kid, like Andy Anderson is, you know, I, I put him, the reason that he's been such a game changer to, he's had huge support from his family, right? So there was that family at when, when Andy got into it at four years old that took him to California to the skateboard parks and took him to the contest and, you know, helped them and uh, uh, through his whole career. 
And, uh, you know, I look back at the, that too, and uh, that was a big part why we've got Andy Anderson so successful at the table because he had the support around him from, you know, the, especially his, his mom and dad and family and friends, right? Nice. Do you feel like a adoptive dad to Andy? Um, yeah, I mean, I've always really looked up to a guy like Stacy Peralta, right? Where he went in and, and picked the guys that started the Bones Brigade when really the industry didn't want to touch those people, right? Like you look at the old footage of Rodney Mullen in 1982, the industry wanted nothing to do with that guy, yeah. right? They want cool Tony Alva, J. Adams type of guys. And here's Rodney where Stacy seen something in him and seen something in Tony. Tony was that lanky guy that was pulling up all these tricks. It wasn't the gnarly dude either, right? So um, I've always looked at that going, um, I think I have that in me too, to look at, I can look at 20 or 200 skateboarders and pick that guy that I think can go next level. And so I've been successful in that through my life. But when I seen Andy, that was the one guy that I really just started, you know, focusing on and go, this guy, this guy's got it. Right. And uh, the way I liked about it when, and you know, you, you're back in history enough. When have we ever seen that you got one of the best in the world at street tranny and freestyle? It's never existed. Never existed in in, no. in that. Um, so, yeah, I I, I I just really want to see the best things for Andy and help nurture him along. I, I think my best story about that is he graduates high school, so he's whatever eighteen, and his parents take me out for dinner, and his parents are like, okay, he graduated. He's really not making money from skateboarding. Should he go get a real job? I was like, no. I said, give me just another two years with this guy. And I, you know, it's not about the money, but I don't want him to go work 40 hours someplace and take that energy away from and losing that. Because you can lose somebody at that point. He's really good, but you put oh, him yeah. into a normal job. Um, and then, so I said, just give me two years. And thank God they listened to me because I just knew that it was there. And there were so many cool things about Andy where, even my peers around me going, Kevin, don't waste your time with this guy. He says, quirky freestyler, where's the helmet? There's no way, there's no way this guy's going to be to the level that you think he's going to be. The industry's not going to accept him. That's like, uh, I was there through Rodney. I was there through Tony. Like, believe me, just trust me, this is going to work. And yeah. then when this board shape came out, people were like, no, like, don't put it out like that. Like, Tell George, do a normal popsicle shape. It's not going to sell. So George and I had that conversation and said, let's just try this, right? Like, like it's completely different. If it doesn't work, we can go back to the, you know, the regular shape. Yep. Well, that's board now, whatever, three and a half years later, it's the best selling skateboard on it the is. planet. It is it's so hard to find. Like guys want mint for it. Mint. Right? It's insane. Like a shop can bring that in and buy it and double their money like in a heartbeat right yeah, absolutely. And it's so highly demanded and, you know I, I love telling this story too like you take you take 200 of the best street skaters in the world and put them into an arena right now and ask any of those guys to spin more than five 360s and you'll go out there and do 40 360s yeah. try to get anybody to do two I impossible yeah exactly so that, and that's the way i like to show it it, it is is Andy adapts that to everything else he's got going in the street and tranny and you can see it right and I've done enough shows and demos with that guy it's just like he's so freaking innovative like all of a sudden like I'll, I'll go to him when did you learn that I don't know I just did it for the first time it's like what <laughs> <laughs> that's it off 
but he'll make it first try. <laughs> that's incredible. Well, that's all the questions I have for you, Kevin. It's been oh, a, yeah. a real privilege, real honor to finally speak with you. You know, it, it's, you know I, I totally appreciate the interview and it's just uh, we got a lot in common and, uh, you know, and congratulations on how you raised your kids too, because I think you. people like you and I look back and going, whatever we did, we did something right to, yep. to, to know. I'm super proud of my kids and I'm sure you are too. And, uh, and again, just, and I'll leave it with that is the skateboarding play into that. Absolutely. Can yeah. I put my finger on it? How? No, but I've seen it over and over and over again. Yeah. It just, it just magically helps you bond. You know, I think skateboarding makes you a better person, really. Like, oh, that, just... you know, like and, and again, you know, society would, so are you crazy? Like, yeah. like, nor, like the normal general population after what you just said on that comment would call bullshit on that. Yeah. You know. and, and until you do it, like you said earlier, until you're actually there and you've been there, done that, you're a true skateboarder. Yeah. You, you can't, you can't even put it into words to somebody on, on what it, what that does to your life. You can't, it, it's so hard to put that down in, on paper, on writing, right? Cause it, it is something that magically happens, you know? It does. It's it's true. Yeah. It's you know like take your kid to the skate park and watch them drop in for the first time, or they they kick turn or ollie. You know it's just it's a reward in itself. Like you know, and then to see them grow as an adult into an adulthood, it's just it's it's amazing. You know, it's just being a dad is is a privilege. You know, a lot of I I think a lot of people take take away from dads and don't think that we want to be more part of our kids lives you know i think that stigmatism of old school dads is still out there and this is why rad dads is what it is is christian wants to change that stigma you know and he's really gone through the stages of putting us together working with us you know we do the podcasts and stuff like that like the zoom meetings uh we have a lot of uh like punk rock dads. Like we have a lot of interviews with dads who are, are from punk bands, you know, like it, it's just, it's a great community and to bring fatherhood to a head so people could see, you know, it's, it's just awesome. I'm so, so glad to be part of it. Yeah, no, everything about this interview is fantastic. I appreciate that. I'm honored to be a part of it. Yeah. It, it's great. You know, like it's just, it's awesome. So Thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it. I know you're a busy man. I know you're off to do some more things with your son today. Oh, no, no. Stay in touch. <laughs> I can, you know, if you want anybody lined up, just let me know. And uh, uh, yeah, stay in touch. It was great Absolutely, talking to you. I will. You you okay. sent me your number and I'm yeah, yeah. so stoked on that. Like, no, Kevin, you're, you're a huge influence in skateboarding for Canada. You know, like you're the first pro. You know, you, you've brought a lot to skateboarding in Canada. You've done lots, you know, and you. with mentoring Andy Anderson, you know, like being a, a father figure to him and helping him come along, you know, like people really look up to you as a leader. And I think doing this interview really kind of shows everybody you're still out there. You're still being a dad. You're still being a pro skater. You're doing it all for us. That, thanks so much. No problem. Thank you very much for your time. All right. That was Kevin Harris on the Rad Dad Show. Thank you so much, Kevin, for joining us. And thank you for listening. 
If you like this episode, it would mean a lot to us if you drop us a review on iTunes or Spotify. And if you're looking for more Rad Dads content, find us wherever you get your podcasts or give us a follow on social media. On Instagram, you can find us at at rad underscore dads underscore show and on Facebook and Twitter at at rad dads show. And hey, you can also head over to YouTube to watch all these interviews as well. Wherever you're watching or listening, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. It helps us a lot. Lastly, Rad Dads is first and foremost a community organization aimed at positive parenting. You can check out what we do over at raddadsyeg.com. That's raddadsyeg.com. Thanks for tuning in. In the meantime and in between time, stay rad.